0: So this is a uh, Cynical Sheep, and uh, prob- possibly uh, going to be the worst podcast on the internet. <laughs> That's what we're striving for.
1: <laughs> Nowhere to go up from let's there, the right? Bar, yeah, Let's set the bar low from the start. <laughs> anyway, all we got to go is up, baby. That's right. I, I, I like it. I like the plan. I'm yeah. 100% back this plan. <laughs> uh, all right.
0: Oh, this is a, we're just doing an introductory episode today, kind of uh, uh, testing the waters, uh, going to make some mistakes, I'm sure. Um, just get the bugs out and get this thing done. Rip the Band-Aid. Yeah. Hm.
1: Rip the Band-Aid. <laughs> Rip it off. Get the, this is the, the duct tape. Yeah, we'll rub some dirt on it later. It'll be all good. Be all good.
0: <laughs> Old school. Old school. So, Tony,
1: <laughs> tell me about yeah. you, what do you do. I, um, yeah, well, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, loaded, quest. that's a
0: loaded question. How about this? That is. First that, yeah. First kink. First kink. <laughs> <laughs> uh Let's start off, uh, I guess, just uh, give us your name. And, hey, uh, tell, yeah.
1: Go ahead. Sorry.
0: No, you're fine. Um, just, like, give us your name, and um, I know you have a, a, um, a nonprofit. If you want to uh, uh, just kind of mention that a little bit, and then we can start getting into these uh, introductory questions. and
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my name I'm Tony Streetman. Uh, my wife Melanie and I are foster parents. Um, have been foster parents. Have been married. Um, go step back a second. Been married. Uh, how many years have you been married? Uh, shoot. Get that. Whatever yeah. you. Do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not not <laughs> live on air. Right. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, let's start off, uh, I guess just, uh, give us your name and, yeah, uh, tell, yeah,
1: go ahead. Sorry.
0: No, you're fine. Um, just like give us your name and, um, I know you have, a uh, um, a nonprofit. If you want to, uh, uh, just kind of mention that a little bit and then we can yeah. start getting into these, uh, introductory questions and
1: yeah. 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 Uh so my name, I'm Tony Streetman. Uh my wife, Melanie and I are foster parents. Um, have been foster parents. Have been married. Um, go step back a second. Been married uh how many years have you been married? Uh shoot. Forget that, whatever yeah, you mean. Yeah, uh, yeah, not not <laughs> live on air, right? No, uh no, well, I can you- tell you this. We were married in 2013. So I was just gotta do that's, um, so yeah. So 17 years this year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And, uh, in the time since, uh, we have become foster parents, have been foster parents, uh, for the past five or so, give or take years. Um, yeah. And in that course of time have, uh, acquired more children. Uh, it's one thing we definitely didn't have a lack of before, but, for some reason, we think we got to have all our bedrooms full or something. I don't know. Uh, so we have a grand total, um, biological, um, biological adopted, guardianship, basically living um, as part of our family, uh, 14 children total. So That's a crew.
0: I it mean, it's a group it
1: for a baseball team. You need nine plus, but you need some, you need some rotational guys. You need some pitchers in there coming out of the bullpen. So pretty, it. pretty, pretty good though. I mean, pretty set. Um, very, <laughs> very few of them are athletes though. So I don't. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. Lose some. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's terrible.
0: Oh. <laughs> I would say I am going to cut that. But I don't know how, so let, I'm just gonna <laughs>
1: lead into that one, <laughs> right? Uh, so, uh,
0: about about how long have you been a Christian?
1: Um, Am I talking too
0: loud? Am I yelling? Yeah, uh, yelling.
1: I don't I don't think you're yelling, but I, I smooth forgot to mention the nonprofit, dude, didn't I? Look at me. Yeah. Oh yeah, go ahead. But no, I'm sorry. Yeah. I just went on. That's my bad. Um, Yeah. And uh, additionally, uh, I guess about a year into fostering uh, my wife and I kind of realized that uh, uh, there was a lot more going on, a lot more. The mission field was was bigger than our house and bigger than the children we were bringing in. So uh, that eventually led to um, a two year or so research journey, uh, to uh, starting or uh, founding a nonprofit in 2018. So, yeah, that guy's about uh, four years old now, I guess. Um, yeah, so we we, we started a, a nonprofit benefiting local Louisiana foster families and children, and so that outside of a nine to five, that's what occupies our time. So, yeah. I'm sure, it takes up a lot of it too. It does. It does. It's a uh, it's a labor of love. I really, really enjoy that work there. Really um, enjoy uh, the families we get to help. Some of the uh, best people I've probably met in my life. I've met through that network. So, yeah, yeah, good stuff. That's good. Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. So, tell me about how long have you been a Christian? Uh, how long have I been a Christian? That's a loaded question, too, Aaron. You know, um, define Christian, right? And I can answer that. I guess um, <laughs> no. Uh, I actually I was raised in church. Actually, um, preached my first sermon twelve years old. Um, uh, and then and then like a lot of, uh, and, and I know we'll get more into this, but uh, like a lot of a lot, lot of youth kind of fell away. Um, and was, uh, I don't know my, my, my viewpoint on Christianity. I mean, what being a Christian looked like is it, kind of changed over the years. I w- I will say this, that, um, though I knew God and I, and at that time, and I knew, um, I wanted a relationship with him. Uh, it, it took a turn probably in my, uh, thirties that, uh, that really set me on the course for where I am today in my relationship with Christ. And that, um, uh, kind of coincided with meeting my wife and we were both kind of the same point, uh, although we had different backgrounds. Uh, I was raised in church. She, she was not necessarily, but, uh, we kind of met each other at a point in life where we were, we were searching for, um, for something. And, and, uh, it turns out that that's, that's what it was. We we were both returning uh, our lives back to God. And so, or in my case, turning my life back to God, hers uh, more so turning, I guess, for the first time uh, towards God. And uh, so, yeah, so I I, I really, uh, since I have been a Christ follower, um, I, I would say I've been serious about that. And, uh, what I would consider myself to reflect a Christian attitude, um, most of the time, uh, or as often as, you know, uh, we, we, we can possibly do, uh, or I can possibly do rather, uh, for 20 years, I guess, or so now, but close to 20. How about yourself? I I think,
0: I I think my story's pretty similar. Um, uh, I mentioned before the other night this was off the, this is off the air do I, I don't want to have an inside joke. I mentioned to Tony there are some, some words that I have a hard time pronouncing. Similar is one of those words. So if you hear me screw up a word just go. Similar. I had a you'll hear me stuttered stammer it was just don't focus on that. So just get to the to the meat. <laughs> but no, my, my story's about the same. Um, I I grew I did I did grew up in church. Um, grew up in uh, actually went to the same church from the time I was in the cradle up until I graduated. Um, I was uh, I was active in the church um, when I was younger. Um, I feel like uh, my, my struggle with, with the church was, it was, it was, you know, of course it was my, my own, uh, issues. Um, but I had a problem with, uh, it was, I didn't feel like I was moral enough. You know, you hear those, uh, the messages, well, I guess I got, I got saved, let's start with that. I got saved in 93. Um, like I said, did a revival, um, and, uh, we got baptized shortly after that, but then on through, uh, high school, um, I just kind of felt like, uh, you know, you'd get those, you'd hear those messages where if you're, if, well, if you're doing this, you know, this, that's that, you know, like make a list, you know, then you're not a Christian. And I'm like, I'm doing all those things, you know, <laughs> uh, I'm not a Christian. And I got saved probably from that time until I don't know how many times I got saved in high school or rededicated, whatever you want to yeah. call it. I only got baptized once. Um, but yeah, I was saved multiple times because <laughs> uh, I just never, um, uh, I, 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 didn't know enough about the Bible didn't know, have enough biblical literacy to really, um, like any facts and stuff. I knew names, um, uh, you know I remember sunday school lessons and everything else but i couldn't as far as you know biblical literacy reading it uh reading the bible and learning the bible uh with the view of looking for christ you know um, i was always looking for uh what i could do better uh what i was doing wrong how i didn't measure up and uh and I never did get to, I had the law down that didn't have the grace down,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know? And, um, so that was my struggle. And I just kind of, after a while, I just kind of, uh, um, I wouldn't say gave up, you know, but I just veered off, you know? Yeah. And, uh, shortly I signed up for the military straight out of high school and, and just kind of, um, and then for years i didn't get back into the church until probably let's see i joined the military in 98 and uh i probably didn't get back into the church until 2010 2009 2010 so yeah it was it was a while but um, i always had that pull, you know i always had that uh something like you know i need to i need to get back into church i need to get back into you know reading my Bible and everything else doing, doing something I uh, you know, I, I will say I always felt that, you know, yeah I, I needed yeah. it, but it's just yeah, uh, no. doing it.
1: <clears throat> no, it's good. Matter of fact, I, I didn't realize how much our stories really did mirror, uh, until, you know, I heard you speak through years and it could have been, it could have easily have been me telling, you know, my story as well. Uh, I, I think that was it for me. I think I got to a point I was raised, uh, you know, uh, Southern Baptist, uh, which I believe was what you were raised. Uh, uh, and, uh, so raised, uh, you know, once saved, always saved. And from, and, and that's a whole nother, that's probably a complete episode on that. And, uh, right. what, and, and what that, you know, did to me and did probably to others. And, um, I don't know, I, all, all of the issues that I struggled with looking back now, I know are mine. Uh, I, I wasn't in the world like I needed to be. Uh, I wasn't, we differed a little bit in that regard. Although I did, you know, I, I did know the things that I learned from my youth and things like that, but, um, but striving to get an understanding of my own and, um, And honestly, projecting, you know, the things that I believed I was learning in church, I was hearing in church, all those things you said the list. And not only, you know, myself and the fact that my own shortcomings, but, you know, I'm looking uh, and not understanding fully how fallible people are. And so I had put the people in my church on pedestals. And so when they couldn't live up to that, I thought. Oh man! So I mean, all of a sudden, once saved, always saved. I was like, well, I guess it—you know—maybe may, it doesn't really matter what I do. I, you know, maybe, maybe uh, sanctification that—that that was lost on me. I think, right? Uh, yeah. And so, um, and 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 which I think you know, there's a there's a certain naivety that goes with uh with youth, anyways. That uh right. that that you know contributes to that. But uh, but yeah, yeah I, I would say that. Yeah yeah um and so you know for me that was kind of and uh i kind of felt like you too i think in the sense that when um i went through a period so then when i fell away then that of course that's the enemy's fertile ground you know that you know then for sure and uh uh i started believing the lie of uh there's so many of us doing that were so much different <laughs> you know uh I, I couldn't there's no way that I, I i that god would accept me back into the fold as i saw it you know right. um there, that, that couldn't be possible his grace again his, back to yeah, his grace that it couldn't extend to me you know that um you know my sins were just so much different there was so many and sinned right. in the way I did, and so, anyways, and again, it's just things that now I recognize were were definitely attacks of the enemy. But uh, but yeah, it wasn't until um that awakening, you know, in my thirties when I was just searching uh uh and, and for for what I had for God to fill the void that I'd been stuffing <laughs> stuffing everything else into for the better part of fifteen years, you know, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you, um, uh, was it a, was it a, like a decision on your own? Um, uh, and you don't have to give details or anything. Cause I like, this is what happened to me. Like the reason I started getting back into church is because I had one of those, um, kind of, a, uh, one of those eye opening moments, you know, and it wasn't like anything life threatening. It wasn't like anything really spectacular. You know, I was just, I remember um, driving, I was driving through, uh, uh, you know, like from one client in the County back into town. Um, and I remember, I remember thinking, and I just got, I got so overwhelmed with how my, um, I guess I got, I I was thinking too, about like how I used to be in the church and everything else. And I just got so overwhelmed with all that. I was just like. You know, you know if if you'll you know that's kind of the thing. You know if you'll take me back if I'm able to come back I'm gonna start going. You know, uh, yeah, whatever whatever it takes. And I did. And I think that was after I think that happened after me and you had started working together too at the cafe. I think I was doing I was doing something else. I went I was remember I worked at the cafe two different times. And uh, yeah, um,
1: remember
0: the first time the first time I worked at the cafe when me and you first started that was before i started getting back into church and i was still i was still kind of um i was older so i was a little bit calmer but i was still just kind of wild and you know <laughs> doing doing whatever i you know kind of wanted to do but um and uh, you know dealing with all that you know that
1: comes with it but yeah
0: yeah it's not not I- same with you or
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, uh, I would say it was a culmination of, of events. There were, um, oh, I was somewhere. I, I was around, I guess, twenty nine. I think I was twenty nine when uh, when my dad passed. Um, it's probably not. Is in and. When he passed, I had been separated uh, from who is now my ex-wife uh, for, I don't know, six months or so, maybe, maybe not quite that long. And so, uh, although we eventually tried uh, reconciliation, the the ex and I, did that didn't work. And um, so, yeah, it was kind of a bit of a spiral there, you know, uh, a lot of things going on in my life. Uh, but then... I got the opportunity and you mentioned, uh, I, I moved from Louisiana to Arkansas, had an opportunity to, uh, to, to, to go to work there. And I had, and I had custody of my three, my three little girls at the time. And so, uh, yeah, I knew, uh, I knew it's Im- impact on me. And so, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you, you know, now it just, I cringe at the thought of thinking that, you know, that was, kind of a catalyst for me going back to church was that you know it, it's it'd be good for my kids if nothing else yeah you know it'd be good for my kids but but that's if i'm being completely transparent that was a, that was a big part of it you know and uh and uh i kind of went back to uh the churches i grew up in and, and those kind of you know those kind of things and anyways it just it kind of started there and uh like i said when i met melanie she was kind of on a, a similar journey. Um, she had some people kind of sewing into her. My, mine was more internal and, and more of a, a, you know, now what I recognize as a Holy Spirit led thing uh, uh, that w- was was turning me. You know, my. Uh, me back that way when in her case she had people that were really sewing into her. And so it was, uh, it's one of those things where God just puts, you know, people in your life that, you know, it just at the right time. Um, I I think many a times we use that as as a crutch, but, uh, but for sure in, in my life, that was, that was, uh, that was critical for that point I was in it was a, it was a lot of, in a lot of ways it was a low point for me. Um, and so, Anyways, that, that kind of was, that was, as a little short, you know, recap of the, the two to three years leading up to, uh, my, my wife, Melly and I current wife, Melly and I meeting and, um, uh, and, and us both starting it and wanting the same things. Uh, and, and it kind of started, you know, just conversations there. And we, we were, it was good cause we, we both wanted the same things. We wanted the same things for our children and, uh, so, yeah, we kind of we, we kind of struck out uh, together doing that. Um, her on her. I got to, you know, uh, be in her life when she was baptized. Uh, and so and, and she was again, she was critical. She was vital to um, to me coming uh, back around to God. She was a great influence on me and her uh, her hunger for all things God really was, um, that was big for me. That was, that was really big. It was a huge influence on me. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of how I kind of rambled through that, but uh, oh, well, that's well, kind of, that's you kind of a to, bit for me. You made a good
0: point. Um, I think it's important. And in the statistics show as far as, as far as like, um, you know, Christian household, though, it shows that it's, it's very important for uh, the father um, to be active you know, in the church, I even mean, just going to church, attending church at the very least. Um, uh, that shows that um, I, I, the, the math is showing or the results are showing that that has a huge impact on the kids, more so than um, even just the mother doing. Um, but with that being said, I think it's very important, you know, in order for um, the man to be able to uh, be that kind of uh, be that kind of father or husband or something like that in the church. He need man. He need, he needs a he needs a wife to be able to, you know, hit the ground running with him. And uh, yeah, that, that's that's very important. Whatever whatever the mission is, you know. Yeah, um, there yeah are but yeah i think i think that's very important Um, for for that you know for that father for the man at least in that area he knows he's got support you know um, yeah so yeah I, I think that's i think that's crucial
1: yeah i can't remember what those stats are either but you're right it, it's it's incredible how yeah. much of a difference yeah. it makes uh and, and see that and that is probably where there's a that's where our stories would differ. You know, my my dad, I, I can distinctly remember him being uh, at my baptism, and I want to say maybe senior day, uh, maybe there's probably a, an occasional Easter or something sprinkled in. But I literally can count the number of times you know he was in church with us. I, I, that just didn't happen, and that wasn't. That wasn't where I got it from, you know. My, my, my grandfather was, was a great Christian influence on my life. Um, and, and honestly, looking back, it's really cool now that I'm older and you know, more mature in my Christianity. That I actually now look back and can see uh, he, he passed away a few years ago, but kind of posthumously, I can see his walk. You know, from when I when when I was a young one growing up to, you know, to he you know, to the man he became uh when I became an adult and he was really you know, when I started my search back to God, how much more spirit filled he was and and, and how much more of an influence he was. It's just kind of neat for me now to have, you know, seen the progression in my own life to look back and see one of the, the greatest influences in mine, uh, and, and how the, you know, how God really worked on his life and how, you know, uh, how, how that was just so much more true. And I, and I, he was always a great grandfather, but I, I identified, you know, with him later in life. as this Christian figure that I looked up to. And, uh, that was really cool. So that he was mine, you know, I, I didn't have it in the home and yeah, I, I, you're right. Uh, I, I, I can't, I can't blame it on, you know, anything like that, but you're right. The the stats are overwhelming. Uh, we need more fathers doing that. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My dad was, um, uh, he actually got saved. Uh, I got saved that morning at the revival. Um, now, of course, this is a farming community. So, um, the only, you were only able to get saved in, in August. You, know, you, had, you had a time there between planting and harvest. You had a little gap there. That's when all the revivals were. So nobody ever got saved, you know, outside of August. So I remember it was August and,
1: uh, I got was the good. Was the was, good soul sermon preached a lot though then? Was it, Yeah, I mean, it was, it was relatable. It was, a good I mean,
0: <laughs> but yeah, it, uh, I got saved that morning, and I remember being uh, uh, real fired up about it. And uh, I come home, and he, he happened to be home. Um, you know, he was he was, he would be gone for work quite a bit um, when I was growing up. Uh, mm-hmm. But I remember him being home that Sunday. He was kind of lazing around, and uh, he, I, you know, I I was so uh, excited, and I you know I begged all you know the family to go to church with me that night. You know the name, and then he got saved that night, so um, awesome. yeah. And I've, I've still got the Bible, his Bible uh, devotional thing where he's got all of, the, all of our dates written down when we got um, saved and everything. Um, but yeah, so like I had a, like a lot of that. My granddad wasn't you know, it wasn't very active in church. Um, my, my mom was more active, and um, um, then you know, my dad or anything, but uh, there, you know, when I was like in my younger years, but I remember there were a lot of times where I would, you know, I would just, because I loved going to church. So uh, I would, you know, because I got to, you know, we, of course yeah, had Sunday school and, you know um, which we didn't, we didn't, this was before children's church. Right. And I say it's before children's church is before we had children's church, you know, everybody went to Sunday school, (laughs) And then you went. And- Children were an
1: afterthought in those days. What? <laughs> Children were an afterthought. In those right. Days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you sit down and shut up. God don't think stuff's funny. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead.
0: You're fine. <laughs> yeah. There, I mean, so uh, sit out there, and, you know, you sit and listen to the message and everything else. So I remember there's a, there a quite a few Sundays I'd be there by myself or, you know, whatever. And I remember being, oh gosh, I was it was way into. Uh, I was almost in junior high, probably. I was later in elementary school um, that I realized somebody had said something about Wednesday Wednesday night going to church on Wednesday night. And um, they were from a totally different church, and I was like, "Y'all have church on Wednesday?" They're like, "Y'all don't." I was like, "I don't think so." And <laughs> come to find out, hey, we did. But no, so I started going on Wednesday night. You know, I was like, "That's something to do." You know, it's better than sitting at home doing homework. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> I can't watch TV anyway. Dad's either will <laughs> or whatever, watching Will of Fortune or what have you. I Mother, welcome to church. That's <laughs> what this guy has to say.
1: <laughs> uh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. So that's
0: Wednesday who night <laughs> church. <laughs> Wednesday night church. Wow.
1: <laughs> that is, remind me that now we we still have church on Wednesday nights here. And you, you come. <laughs> <laughs> we see church sure, not been historically good. All right, they just yeah. haven't, it's very, yeah. very low attendance. Anytime I've been, you know,
0: like I used to go, you know, quote religiously uh, to Wednesday night service. Yeah, now it's like, and anytime I've ever been any Wednesday night service, I've, been, I've never been packed unless it was. if you're Baptist, you know this. You know this is right only wednesday night service that was ever packed was when
1: do you know uh, uh revival business or, oh business meeting yeah 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 or, or business meeting that's right <laughs> <laughs> you, you saw yeah, it's been a long time since yeah yeah
0: so. you saw people you saw people on christmas there's some people you always saw about christmas
1: Easter, or business meeting that's it <laughs> <laughs> i guess yeah i was yeah yeah i was never in enough when i was in the baptist church to <laughs> you know, but now because my mom still attends one of those churches and so yeah now that you mention it yeah i tell me your yeah, Baptist. <laughs> they actually have um wednesday night they eat some wednesdays and so yeah yeah, yeah i'm pretty sure those are those are those are well attended yeah, I think, yeah. Probably. I think they eat afterwards, and so yeah, I'd probably attend those a good bit. Yeah. Um, well, that's a good segue before I get in trouble with the next question. But uh, <laughs> what,
0: if you were if you were talking to a young Christian, um, yeah, what um, theological books outside of the Bible um, would you recommend that they read?
1: Uh, for a uh, yeah, these are, you know, these questions, this is uh this is where we may lose, you know, one or so of the two listeners we ever have. Hi uh, mom. <laughs> Bye mom. <laughs> Bye, mom. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> uh you know, because I I say that jokingly, but you know, I think I think like anything, I I, I think you know there's so many so many things that go into what god uses right to get to each one of us uh as a matter of fact later i'll um i'll have to share the part about my testimony that's really 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 a key piece that involves uh the football player uh emmett smith actually he's a big part of my testimony so that's for a, a later time but uh Yeah, I remember, man, I remember two books uh, that really stood out to me. Um, I think it goes back to uh, me trying to, you know, being raised the way I was and then having so many questions about what a Christian was supposed to look like. That, um, uh, you know, struggling with the... the. um, with the law and the grace and the balance of that, that there were two books uh, that struck a chord and they were, um, Radical by David Platt and uh, Crazy Love by Francis Chan. Yeah. Uh, I've read Radical, um, but
0: I know
1: I've read Crazy Love. Yeah. 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 They're both, both. Um, I I probably should go read them again. I, I know they're both books that, um, that I need to cuz they they were really really um that's just those two guys I don't know man those two guys and their their passion for the lost uh, you know I, I think that what really I, I think knowing that um uh when I read those books it kind of while, while some people would look at it and uh, you know we kind of know hmm, about you know whatever anyways but for me Uh, knowing their heart for the lost and, uh, to read those books and just, uh, I don't know for, to take the spiritual inventory that like Francis Chan, you know, calls you to do, uh, in in crazy love and to realize uh, that, you know, um, and the, in some of the stories where, you know, the guy that I, I forget all the details, uh, it's been some years since I've read it, but, uh, where a guy gets, uh, comes off the mission field i want to say it was in africa because he had a toothache right and he Um, yeah and he and he loved the people so much that he he had all of his teeth removed because he couldn't stand you know being being away from them and having you know having to leave for a toothache and i'm like wow (laughs) you know that that really blew my mind i mean what's that that's commitment yeah, uh, yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not still not saying you know yeah. <laughs> I'm uh quite there uh yet, but uh, yeah, that that but but just to hear those stories, man, um, and I was just one of many, uh, yeah, that, those books really really struck a chord of me just because I like I said, I was really really. Really trying to figure out, filling the blanks between um, what I had learned and basically, you know, whether or not I was uh, saved um, at escape plan to you know, escape uh, the uh, torment of hell, uh, or, or you know, how do I get from this point to what living? Uh, um, a safe person's life, you know, how, how that look, what that looks like, what fruit look, what's fruit look like? And, uh, bridging that gap, uh, that's, um, those books were really, really good for me in that regard. They, um, they kind of drove home, you know, the, for me, the, the, the love for people and the love, you know, um, you know, that, that God has for us and that for these people, their 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 commitment to christ and uh to do what it took to reach the lost that that to me it just those 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 books did did that so
0: yeah
1: what about um on that on
0: that same vein um so you're talking you're talking to the same young christian they asked because this is a question i had when i was a young christian where like where do i need to like what books would i have to read in the bible or, like, what books should I read in the Bible as a young Christian?
1: Mm,
0: yeah. Uh, or, which, like, if you could pick, like, um, uh, and I know that's kind of a, an open ended question, and that's, it's a little, it's kind of a little biased. I think it's different for everybody. Um, but I know when I was a young Christian, I was told the book of John. Yeah. Um, and I did that, and there is, I think, a lot of stuff I missed because, like I said, I wasn't. I wasn't reading it. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, 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 no. Please continue. No. uh, I'd like to hear more about that. About um, what, what did you feel like you were, what what were you missing in it?
0: Well, um, I mean, it's like I said earlier, um, what I've, uh, what I've learned, uh, you know, as far as, um, you know, since I've, I've been growing is, uh, one of the main things, one of the most important things I learned about reading the Bible was, you know, don't read the Bible like a instruction manual or um, a, uh, you know, like a tarot card or, you know, any, any of this stuff. You have to you have to read it. You know, of course, the, the Bible is it's a collection of books. Um, mm-hmm. It's not one book. Uh, so, but you have to read all of these books. You look for Jesus in all of these books. So, and of course in the gospels, you don't have to look too hard for Jesus because he's right there. This is a, about it. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's really harder. I had no, like when I read the old Testament, I would automatically put, you know, like use the old Testament for morality. Or instruction, or you know, just stuff like that, you know, kind of prescription. And, um, yeah, i learned like, oh, okay, um, now I know like if I read Genesis and Exodus and, uh, you know, these other ones, I'm, I'm looking for Christ in there, I'm looking for typographies of Christ, and but I'm also reading it as the book's meant to be read as a historical narrative, you know, I'm not reading. Right. Gen- Trying to pull prescriptive texts out, like you know, when God told you know Abraham this. He's telling Abraham this. He's not telling me this, and doesn't necessarily have anything to do with me. But what does it? What is it saying about Christ? Um, uh, because like when Christ, when they're on the road to um, Emmaus, and he says he's telling them all of the scriptures, going back with them. He's you know telling them all these things that have that. How they concern him, you know. Basically, saying he's going back through the he's going yeah, back yeah. to the Old Testament and you know reiterating how the Old Testament is all about himself, you know. And when you read it in that light, when you read it through that lens, it starts making a lot more sense. You're like, oh, you got it. I mean, the morality. Like, I'm not. I, I realize it now. I look at and when I'm reading it now, if I read about David and Goliath, I realize I'm not putting myself in David's shoes. You know, um, mm-hmm. um, if I put in myself in anybody's shoes, it would probably be the, the Israelites huddled down and cowering around the camp, you know, or something like that. But yeah. um, now I look yeah. at, it, Oh, yeah. David is a typography of Christ. You know, um, I see that. And then you start seeing, you know, um, uh, you know, you start seeing the the breadcrumbs leading up to yeah. the new Testament, and, um uh, uh, so that's, uh, that's been really beneficial to me. Uh, as no, far that's good. That's yeah. Good. But then that's uh, what I was lacking when I was younger. I just say, say that, you know, all that to say, that's what I was lacking, you know?
1: Yeah. No, I, I definitely was either. I had no idea how to, you know, how to read the, the Bible, uh, at all that, that was, that was lost on me. And, uh, yeah, some of my some of my favorite podcasts over the years that I've listened to have been ones that uh, can can break down all the things that that you just said, you know, that you mentioned that we missed those breadcrumbs, uh, uh, and from the from the Old Testament, and it was actually a result of those that kind of kind of influenced how I read now too. But um, yeah, that's just that's so cool that you know just just from the opening of the Bible and uh, just from the the first of scripture, how all of it, all of it does, all of it points to Jesus. And that's, uh, and I, yeah, I definitely missed that um, growing up. I, that was, and again, I don't, I don't know why. it's easy for me that I could give you a list of reasons, but at the, at the top of those reasons probably needs to be me because if I, had I been seeking that, had I been, digging in wanting to striving to learn more maybe i realized those things or maybe i sought out the right people then they could have given me that direction but but i didn't so I, I, none of that is a you know necessarily the fault of anybody who had influence on me you know as a young christian but um but definitely uh it, what you just said is how i would advise you know um young Christians now, how to read it. Um, and, and like you said, uh, I think that as far as like the New Testament and the gospels are a great place, especially if we're talking about somebody who's new, 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 new to, you know, um, not, not shares my story or maybe even your story who, you know, had some basis, but it's just kind of coming around, you know, I, I think that I, I think that starting in the Gospels and understanding, you know, it, it, the best you can, Jesus and who He was and uh, what His life looked like, told by those closest to Him. Um, I think that's a great jumping-off point. Um, there's the uh, <laughs> I mean, last thing you want to do is point a new believer to Revelation and say, Hey, right. you uh, uh, there you go, want to understand it? There you go." Trouble there.
0: Uh, I think there's all kinds of <laughs> leading to another question
1: right oh. um, <laughs> and, and apart from those you know when i when i always find myself going back to um and it's and it's not um and it's not just because of uh the widows and the orphans in it but uh but, uh, but James, I find myself going to James a lot. I mean, just uh, again, you know, the people closest to Jesus outside of the gospel, you know, uh, I, I, I think about that. I think about those connections. Uh, and so, um, so the book of James has been really impactful. I think it's another, um, easy read for a new Christian. I, you know, I, I, and I think again, when, when, when connecting the dots to Christ, um, what better places to go, you know, than like the brother. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, there's, there's a, it's a great, great place to, you know, glean some stuff. And some of my favorite, you know, uh, you know, pa- pastors over the years have always done such a great job of, of connecting the dots of, um, you know the old testament and how a future leader you know that rose up would have been you know, a future king would have been in the in, in the in the audience when something like you know david versus goliath happens or some anyways and just you know there's just so much there man and if you um that, that really if you take the time and you understand how it all how it all connects how it all points to the messiah coming and uh and you know, and the and then the the New Testament to uh, uh, the Gospels in particular, learning how much that Messiah, you know, was so unexpected, right, by the Israelites. That's that wasn't it. That wasn't you know, that wasn't the the readers of that day. That's that's not what they they foresaw coming. So uh, I, I think. Um, I think I think those that I think you summed that up Beth. I don't think I could do any better than what you said. I think that's um, that's some great advice to to uh, young Christians, uh, you know, looking to looking to jump into the Word. So, yeah. yeah. Um. Uh.
0: Well, the like outside of, outside of the Bible, um, if I was going to say if a young Christian asked me uh, where to start in the Bible, I would, I would probably say the same. Um, get to know your Gospels. Um, it is the same story. There's some details and, you know, different books have, uh, different styles of writing and everything else. It's the same story. Um, but you get, you know, you're getting different point of views and everything else. Um, and you, you get, you know, different details in different books. Um, uh, probably, uh, also, um, I, I would, I would tell, like, I, I see like as a, me as a young Christian, um, I wish somebody had done this to me. Uh, I think I think I'll, I'll, this happens to a lot of people that are when they either first get saved or they first get back, you know, get back active, you know, get back in the church and everything else. They they've got that, you know, they're uh, for lack of a better phrase, you know, we use a church phrase, they're on fire, you know. And mm-hmm. I think it's very important for somebody to be able to not it doesn't necessarily have to be the pastor of the church. But just um, they need to have somebody to uh, you know kind of take them and make sure that okay I understand you know you're excited right now let's get that fire and let's make sure we get some some good kindling and keep it fueled so you don't it don't you know it don't burn up you know real hot real fast and then go out you know
1: yeah Um, no that's good let's
0: let's let's build you up a good foundation. so uh, I, th- I think that's kind of lacking um, in, in some churches. Tr- no, not, not all churches, you know, but I, I do think that's that's something that could be done a lot better um, as far as, you know, making disciples. Um, it's, not, it's not just enough to get them saved and get them baptized. Um, you know, we also need to take them in. And that's not necessarily just the pastor's job, you know. That's kind mm-hmm. of the job of the entire church, you know, and different people relate um, to, uh, you know, you relate to other people differently. Um, so if you may have a friend there at the church or somebody that you talk to or, you know, you may see this guy he's kind of the same, um, comes from the same background you do, whatever um, you get along with them. Y'all can, you know, you can talk, They feel comfortable with each other. Then, yeah, that I think that kind of needs to have like a mentorship kind of thing. Um yeah. But a theological book or, or an actual book of the Bible, I would say probably um yeah, the gospels, um Psalms. Psalms mm-hmm. is a good one. Um if you're a young Christian, just make sure I think Psalms is important to get into a lot of people go to Proverbs, and that's good. Um yeah. but I think Psalms is really really good because it's uh the whole focus of Psalms is God, you know, mm-hmm. it's not it's not focused on the, the writers is focuses on, it's always looking up, you know? Yeah. Um, So, and I think that's important that kind of, that can kind of steer your, your reading, um, you know, your prayers and everything else uh, just kind of. uh, And help you. It's like, well, I really, I don't, I'm I'm totally brand new to the church. I don't know how to worship. I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to read the Bible, you know? Um, Yeah. Or anything like that it's like i don't know how to you know worship this and that and the other it's like well psalms is a good one to learn you know you'll learn how to pray you'll learn um because you may have like well i don't know if i need to you know pray this to god maybe he's got other stuff that he's worried about like if you read psalms like especially david's psalms man he i mean he reads about everything you know um oh yeah i mean he he does not he does not mind pouring his heart out like and that's I think that's important to read, you know, and, and important to, to get into your system, you know, that way uh, you kind of, you you get that in, like, okay, I can, I can talk to God how I feel comfortable, you know, there's still a reverence there and everything else is still respect, you know, um, still coming before God, but also I don't have, he knows what I'm thinking, he's, he knows what's going on in my life, it's not a secret, I'm not hiding anything from him, so, Mm-hmm. Just, just talk you know
1: yeah yeah
0: however however you're comfortable it don't have to be you know some great oration no
1: yeah no i think that's good that's good yeah.
0: but a theological book um i, I like to uh, recommend um if they haven't read it yet uh, would be uh, pilgrim's progress hmm. um that's a they have they have new, newer versions now where it's not in the, uh, I don't even, I don't know if it's Old English, what kind of, what kind of English it was, but I read the, um, the original version, and it's a, it's a little harder that way. It's not possible, so you kind of still get the gist and everything else. But um, they have updated versions where it's in, it's in, you know, kind of not say, you know, super modern, but it's in modern enough where you can kind of understand it better. If that's, that's what you want. Um, Right. That uh, if you're if you're looking at pastors, like trying to see old sermons or something like that, I would look to uh, you know some of the um, you know anything like about Spurgeon, anything he wrote, um, oh, yeah. pretty good. Of course, with any with any man, you know whatever you read, you know any man's words, um, it's important to take their words make sure it lines up with the Bible. If it doesn't line up with the Bible, it, no matter how well-intentioned they are, you know, it doesn't matter if, how famous they are, how, you know, it could have been your, you know, care if you're your granddad, who's a preacher for 60 years and what he says, doesn't match up to the Bible. And it's not, it's not biblical. You know, I'm sorry. I'm not <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm talking about, about anybody's
0: grandpa, but it's, you know, every man that has ever lived except for one uh that's in the gospel has been flawed and we all have um you know uh it's it's not that difficult to put uh to make the bible say what you want to say so yeah um and good uh, word of caution yeah um and uh i had the other one it's it's more it's more of a technical book and, but this is this helped me uh and actually um I, I didn't find this book until um after I'd been, you know, kind of uh studying myself, you know, I, like I said, after I started looking for Christ and everything else. Um, but a good book to like to have, just kind of look through. It's like I said, it's a technical book. It's not, you know, I know a lot of uh theological books now, but like ones we put an hour or before they're um, you know they're more uh, based towards spiritual. You know now yeah, you're feeling yeah. and, and this, and that, and the other. This, this is yeah. like, this is so this is more technical. This goes through it's called uh, "How to Read the Bible for All It's Worth" uh, by mm-hmm. Gordon D. Fee and Douglas Stewart,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: uh, it's it's a pretty good book. Um, like I said, it's 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 not one you that you want to read for a devotion. You know, <laughs> but <laughs> if you're curious of <laughs> like. Yeah. But is this book, is this book, a you know, is this book a narrative or is it, uh, is it, uh, you know, poetry? Is it wisdom? Um, is it a, what kind is it, you know, how am I supposed to read this book?
1: Yeah. No, that's, yeah.
0: That's, that's kind of a, a, a good guide, you know, and everything else for that. Um, uh, my other question was going to be, uh, you know, what do you, do you like? What kind of books do you recommend Mature Christians read? Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, that's. I mean, do you have any recommendations like right now, like anything you like.
1: Um, You know, uh, I, I not necessarily anything that jumps out. I'm just again going to just to jump to mind. uh when I think about, especially a, a period um, in my life. Uh, um, and I think they're really good. I, I, um, I think one of them in particular is really good, even even for that, could be for that young Christian who, uh, just to circle back that for a second, uh, I thought when you said that, that was really good. I think a lot of t- times that happens in new believers, um, you know, uh, things, their circumstance get temporarily better and uh then all of a sudden there that basis isn't there that that foundation isn't there and so the first sign of trouble it makes you know that they make for an easy target and so um so I think that's good what you said I think it's you know really good that we're I, I I think it's a good practice good good to be mindful of you know the discipleship uh you know like you like you were mentioning and how that's that's oftentimes lacking in the, in the church now uh and so anyways i just want to double back and just and put emphasis on that thoughts that you had about that because no, i think that's really good i think that um aren't taught the way to read the Bible, they aren't, you know, and, and they don't really know what to expect. They have this moment, more like you said, that um, in Christianese, they're, you know, on fire and, uh, you know, what what happens a lot of times is uh, either fly and then, you know, there's just a, a period of not knowing, you know, what to do um, or where to go. And then oftentimes, too, I think when strife comes along, they, you know, just not really sure how to deal with it. Um, right. and, and Because because they because it's first time dealing with that as a christian what's that look like you know so um but yeah to, to there were two books there was a point in my life and and these are again these are ones that uh uh I'm still maturing and hopefully I always will be as a christian um uh, but the, the I I my, when you asked this question my mind went back to a um a period where just so happened in my life. And this was, this was probably around the time you were speaking of earlier when, uh, um, it's been some years now, uh, when, when you and I, uh, um, had worked together and then it's kind of indicative of that point I was in because I was, there were a lot of people in my life, uh, whether that be God was putting, there were, there were a number of agnostic atheist, um, and, and, other people that uh, <clears throat> just simply uh, I, I think in some instances were being led astray by, um, by doctrine or yeah, um, by, or by religion or whatever. And so it was, it was unavoidable, you know, this, this theme that was happening. And so I really got into uh, apologetics, you know, uh, at one point. And so there there were, um, there were a couple of books, one of which, is it's not gonna, um, it's not going to, uh, I, I don't suggest it to just everybody. It's not gonna, I don't think it's gonna take the skeptic, and it's not gonna be one of these books where you read uh, and, and it's gonna convert somebody. That, that's not, that's not the point of this, of me suggesting this book. But for me, it was good, it was for, good for me, um, and, and in helping, you know, in addition to the Bible and helping equip me for these conversations. And that one was uh, the case for Christ, my least trouble. Um, uh, like I said, it's, um, you know, you can find for every good review of it, you can find a a terrible one of people, you know, and, and again, I, I think if you read it and you think that it's, you know, um, that it was geared to for one audience, you know, although I'm sure it has, I'm sure God's worked to that audience and it's touched people and it's changed lives. Um, I think for me, for, you know, for somebody who was wanting to answer the questions that others had um, that nobody had ever answered for me, I think it was a good book kind of filling those gaps and another one along those same lines by um, who is, for me, is just just an extremely intelligent guy that I. Uh, but I and it was um. It's not. It's another one like like you said. It's not a. It's not one to read. This is devotional for <laughs> sure. But uh, but it was a. It was a good read. It was uh. Um, Dinesh D'Souza, uh, Godforsaken, uh, and it was basically uh, uh. You know, the it was uh it was, it's a whole story about, or a whole book rather about, um, you know, good things happening to people, I'm. Mean, excuse me, bad things happening to people, you know, how, how can a good God allow, um, and, and just that, just the, the, the points made in that, um, you know, just for everyday conversation when, you know, that, that comes up so often, you know, how, how can, um, for the non-believer or, or 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 the agnostic or the you know, atheist, no matter you know what they classify that question, you know, a lot of times, uh, and he makes the point in the book, and it always stuck with me, is that usually those people they're not necessarily um, they're not people who don't believe they're more more so they're wounded theists. Yeah, in other words, they've been hurt by something. And that hurt has driven a wedge between them and God. It, it's not necessarily that they don't believe that, you know, there's a potential of, of, of an all-knowing, you know, um, all-powerful God in existence. Um, it's, it's, their, uh, it's that they're driven by um, a hurt that they can't get beyond, and so anyways uh just just a really good book um at at um it kind of walking through different um different you know areas and whether it be you know uh t- just n- t- what we classify you know as uh natural disasters or yeah. um handicapped individuals or whatever and whatever the case may be it just was a yeah. Uh, anyway, it was just a really good book. And for somebody who like, for me, who had really not, it changed my perspective on a lot of things. Not only did it, um, did it help equip me, but it also, you know, gave me this viewpoint of, uh, of, of, diff, of people and different things. And that, um, so that, you know, for the kind of preparing me, my wife and I adopted, you know, uh, um, a medically fragile, uh, young boy. And just, you know, I just, it's, it's amazing to me, you know, the progression that like, God was almost prepping me then for, you know, for that season of life. And when we, when we in, brought this little guy into our family, man, and it's one of those things that I don't know, I guess I just, but, this little guy is the most joy filled individual I've ever been around, you know. And and I you know, I think people sell them short oftentimes uh, because uh, because they're not able to do the exact things that you or I can do. But um, but anyways, just uh, man, I, I I his life, I promise you, has touched. Uh, man, I hope to, I hope to one day touch in my life the number of lives that he has in his short six years or so so yeah. anyway just again down a rabbit hole but just a little to that book but that, that's another one God forsaken but the Ne D'Souza. that's a that was a good one for me so um,
0: I rec- I do recommend uh for court, I say it, it from church for me um, and also it, it helps you read books um, to kind of do uh maybe point me back uh, to, you know, like law and gospel and stuff like that um, to mm-hmm. both, make sure I got that balance. Um, you know, uh, I want to make sure that I'm not looking at the, looking at the cross in my rearview mirror, you know, through my rearview mirror and I'm getting mm-hmm. further away. I want to make sure that if I'm reading a book, I'm trying to learn more about God that it brings me back to that point, you know? Yeah. Um, And one book I think is good, like I said, uh, the author, um, of course, like I said, I don't agree with everything, you know, this guy says, but I think it's a really good book. Uh, uh, Your God is Too Glorious by Chad Um, Bird. I really enjoyed that. Um, And again, like I said, uh, uh, going back um, young or old, um, just make sure you keep that. Make sure that whatever books you're reading, if you're reading a theological book, make sure it's it's turn your head, you know, kind of like, uh, yeah, you know, I don't I don't know if your mom ever did this. You know, if you're you're out in the <laughs> church or public or whatever and, and something else you're supposed to be paying attention to something in front of you and something else catches your eye and you're, you know, you start wandering off and you're looking and everything else is you grab your head and turn it back. <laughs> worry, you're supposed to be looking at I think that's what I think that's what the the uh, uh, books outside the Bible should do that. You know, they should that's good. Point, your, yeah. point your head, point your vision right back to right back to Jesus. Um, yeah. And some of the good books are not even theological books. They weren't, I don't think they're written for theological books, but I've got a lot of theological, uh, um, just blessings out of them. Uh, one was, yeah. um, Oh, what was it? Uh, I said it and I said, and I had it on the tip of my tongue and I forgot it um, by the guy. He gets stranded on the Island forever um, or for a while. What was that called? Um, it's mm. an old book. It's a classic um, Robinson Crusoe Robinson yeah. Crusoe. Yeah. yeah. That book. I was like, I, I had no idea when I started reading, I just started reading it for pleasure and yeah. uh, years ago. And I, I had no idea that it had, you know, there was so much, um, good biblical teachings in that book, you know. Um, yeah. Like I said, there was uh, there's, you know, he has commentary on providence, um, you know, just all all manner of things. It's, it's a it's really good book for that. Um, and uh, like I, I go back, I try to um, like whenever I'm trying to study theology, I try to steer away from some of the some of the you know newer stuff, you know, because I believe a lot of it's kind of like it's um, like spiritual candy, spiritual potato chips, you know, it's just, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of junk food, you know, and uh, I try to go back, you know, like, um, I go back to some of the early church fathers, like, what did they write? You know, what were their thoughts yeah. on this? And and there's some stuff like, uh, you know, people have um, uh, issues with uh, Martin Luther you know, for whatever reason, there's, there's plenty of reasons to have issue with Martin Luther, but, um, his, some of his teachings, one thing he was, he was very, uh, careful about how he handled the word, you know, yeah, and he was a bulldog that protected, you know, what the word said, you know, I, like, yeah. I, give, I give you credit for that. <laughs> and there's some of this stuff, I think one, I heard it somewhere, and I can't remember where I heard it, but that, he was teaching Genesis in the church, and he taught the book of Genesis for like well over twenty years, and he didn't, yeah. he, didn't he didn't get out of that book. He <laughs> stayed within that you know within that lesson. I'm like, could you imagine being in that church? <laughs> going right. Church? I wonder what he's <laughs> going to talk about tonight. I guarantee you, it's going to be Genesis. I
1: guarantee. We've been, there, we've been going there ten years. And he's just in, <laughs> in the book. We got a lot more to go. He, he's not even mixing it up on Wednesday nights. Yeah. Well, man, he, Do we have church then? That's over. <laughs> <laughs> he even got the Sunday school teachers in on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no doubt. That, no. no doubt. That,
0: that brings me, I'm going to uh, go ahead and wrap it up, you know, um, and that kind of brings it to the name too, like of this podcast. Um I, and like a couple of years ago when I had mentioned doing this podcast, uh, my, uh, I had mentioned it to my pastor was around. He's like, oh yeah, what's the name? And I said, cynical sheep. And the look on his face was, I wish I had a camera. It
1: was great. It was, <laughs> everything you'd expected and hoped for. Or <laughs> was, That's awesome.
0: <laughs> and this was before, this was before we went on a mission trip together. So like, I think now, like after the mission trip, I think he's just kind of yeah. like it's like okay that's that's just him. He's got a <laughs> I, I don't know I don't know I've never I've never had a accepted huh? I know there's a lot. Of, I had one person in the church come up to me and yeah. they were uh, talking to me one day. They're like, "You have a very," they said, "it's it the nicest way possible." He was like, <laughs> "Yeah, you have a very unique sense of humor." And I was like, But <laughs> 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 like you can say dark, whatever." <laughs> I know it's kind of twisted a little bit. That's uh. uh that might be a trauma response. You know, my last name is a felony. So yeah, you know, we got <laughs> to have a sense of humor. Or, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's it. <laughs> uh, boy, that uh, complex. Something.
1: So, <laughs> um,
0: so I, yeah, I said cynical sheep, but not cynical about anything, you know, in the Bible or whatever. Um,
1: yeah.
0: I, I just yeah. kind of want to, I, I, I do want to kind of, um, uh, you know, talk about stuff in this show. You know, um, not necessarily. I'm not going to get into um, uh, real deep on, uh, you know, like uh, I, I don't think because I don't know if I'm qualified real deep as far as like apologetics or um, discernment ministry. Uh, those are, there's guys that do that and they're yeah. a lot better than I am. Um, um I'm more of a uh, kind of like uh, I I take the Alistair Begg approach to you know discernment, you know discerning theology. I think it's better to teach good theology than try to debunk bad theology, bad doctrine. You know, mm-hmm. if you teach, if I teach my, uh, this is what would I teach my kids? What would I tell my kids yeah. about the Bible? I, I don't want to tell them anything that's going to make them feel good. I want to tell them what the Bible says. You know,
1: yeah. um, no, that's good.
0: Yeah, I want to, I want to get that you know, that attitude in there, um, that, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's more important than, you know, than feeling good. Um, but, uh, so some of the, some of the, like the, like the problems I see as far as the modern church in America, as segue into the next question, um, was, uh, the first one would be biblical illiteracy. We kind of talked about that. Um, you know, not, you know, not knowing, you know, if you're a young Christian, you may not know how to read the Bible, you know, how to read it properly. And you could be, yeah. you know, implying, you know, putting the wrong using, you know, that book wrong or whatever. I think it's important to know how to read the books. Um, the next one would be, you know, of course, false doctrine. That's probably the biggest problem. I think. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of that out there. You could, you could turn on the TV, you can turn on radio, you can go to Mardell's or, wherever it is and pick up a book, you know, and, uh, it's, um, uh, or I say Mardell's, any Christian bookstore, you know, I know they're. I don't know if they're for profit or not. Maybe I should look that up before I check, but there's books on the shelf that might not, you know, aren't necessarily biblical, you know, they, it's, uh, there's stuff in there. They, they'll put it on the shelves and it's, jesus the name you know jesus's name sprinkled through there and it's and that's about as biblical as it is just the name yeah um and and that goes back to like the false doctrine of uh, one of the biggest you know the other problem is of course it, it, it ties into that is the church's tolerance you know for these religious hucksters. Mm. you know um there's a lot of people and i've been it's important to me um to kind of um like teach my kids like this is This is good theology right here. You know, this is what good theology looks like. That way, they know they know counterfeit when they see it. You know, yeah. Uh, It's important for me, and I I find that very important because when I was a younger Christian, I cringe now some of the stuff you know that I (laughs) that I think about like that I believed or or took on. You know, like if if they were you know you know purporting themselves as Christians. You know, then I was I was taking it at face value and listening to everything they had to say, and oh uh, yeah, and I mean I didn't send them any money. I I didn't get that far <laughs> into it, but there's but that <laughs> that they didn't grip me too tight.
1: <laughs> 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 they didn't get in my spirit that much. They had to they to dig
0: deep <laughs> to get in that fucking <laughs> boy. That's a <laughs> uh, um, that's that good. that's that's where that uh, Baptist upbringing came in really handy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, But yeah, uh, you know what when I when I see some of these guys talk about. You know, they God told them they needed to buy a new check You know, or um, you know, just just off the wall crazy. You know, and uh, I'm like, yeah. that's and then yeah. you see, it's it's really it's infuriating. Um, you know, I had a job where I would see, uh, people giving money to these guys like every week, you know, and, uh, they, they really didn't have the money to give. They could have done a lot better, you know, just, um, I mean, they could have donated it to their animal shelter. And done a lot more, a better, good, better work than what they were doing. Than that guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's actually, You know, it's like, well, that's not biblical giving it to an animal shelter. Well, this guy. <laughs> <Well, yeah.
1: laughs> um, no, that that's good. I I I think I I I know I would agree with uh with everything you just said. I I'd probably. Um, I mean, I, and when I, when I started thinking about that question, like all, all the things that I, that I came, that I thought about and whatever else, um, so many of them to me tied right back to almost, almost under one heading and that being, because it's so, because this one thing is so deceitful. It's so, I don't know. It's, um it's not obvious. It's, it's, it, it, it's incognito. It's um it's hidden. It's a great tactic of the enemy, but I think idolatry, I think just idolatry. I mean, the good, the good old problem of idolatry, you know, back from uh, through the ages. I, I think that, man, I don't, I don't know if there's ever been a time when, you know, idolatry wasn't more present and, and, and and now it's, it's cloaked in, you know, um, being a good parent or, you know, or whatever that, you know, it, it, it looks different. People think, you know, um, I don't know how many people that, uh, you know, now the, the, the stats are something like people now attend church, we laughed about it earlier, but, you know, like one point something times a month or whatever. And I'm like, and that includes, you know, Wednesday. So, I mean, w- w- that's down from, you know, uh, a much higher number, you know, in our parents' age. And uh, I-, I think that there's just so many things that go into uh, that. And, I, and don't get me wrong. I-, I think that you can be in the wrong church setting and everything else and that be – equally as harmful as, is missing Sundays, you know? Um, yeah. so it's, it's not, I'm not, I'm not just standing on a soap soapbox talking about attendance, but I think that's a slippery slope. And, um, just in general, just idolatry, uh, just seeping in and more and more part of the mainstream culture, becoming a part of what the church has, um, has, uh, come to, uh, come to accept, yeah. y- you know, um, our families are busy, you know, but, but Hey, you know, there, there's tournaments on, on Sunday, you know, my kids, you know, are, are parts of tournaments and, everything. and again, all these things and, and, and Anything I mentioned that people would miss for you know or are, are not we I mean we vacation more. There's so there's so many things that are not necessary. You don't put them in a category necessary and think of them as bad things because they're not. But right. I think that it's just part of it's just a part of just who we are as a society, who we are as a people, where you know you, you take your eye off for a second, like you said, you know, you, you take your eye off and, uh um, the cross is in the, is in the rear view for a minute. And all of a sudden, um, you know, all those other things are just quietly taking pieces of what, um, should be God's part right. in your heart, in your life. And so anyway, that's, uh, for, for me, um, I, I agree everything you said, and then, like I said, I, I would add in, you know, that. And that's it's a it's a it's a broad stroke. I realize with idolatry, um, but but I, but I think that I think it's a it's the silent enemy that's out there because I don't even think you know we recognize it as believers all the time for what it is. So, anyways, well, I think we're gonna
0: have to close it up but I appreciate you being with me um, next time. I want to talk about uh, United uh, foster care ministry. If you don't mind, yeah. we'll get into that. And um, yeah. you can tell us, tell us more about that. Tell us uh, kind of what y'all do and everything else. And uh, um, you know, we can, we can um, start kind of what, what got y'all into it and y'all journey through that and thing. Uh, I think everybody would enjoy hearing about that. And I'm about to say, ask some questions too about uh, foster care and everything. Um yeah. See what we'll have a good conversation about that. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, I am too. I'm uh definitely uh got a passion for it. Gotta do this as, as, instilled a passion for that. Um uh, for that.